Hey everyone, this podcast is part of Story Mode, the podcast network of Gamefully Unemployed. You can support us and gain access to other great exclusive podcasts at patreon.com slash gamefullyunemployed. That's patreon.com slash g-a-m-e-f-u-l-l-y unemployed, which is spelled like it sounds. Just fucking great. That's fucking perfect. Oh, hi, hi, everyone. Hello, everyone. My name is David Bell. My name is not that. It's Tom Ryman. Hmm. We just watched Artemis Fowl. Artemis Fowl. Artemis Fowl. Fowl. Like, more like Artemis piece of fucking shit. Hello? Your family has taken something of great value from us. Return it to me or I will destroy everything you love. You weren't supposed to see this yet. Your father is in a complicated profession. For years, he has protected powerful secrets that have kept mankind safe from the dangers of another world. It's time to face your destiny. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. So we a little history here. Mm-hmm. We have we have um movie nights on Fridays where we watch movies with our patrons uh and you know, we watch a lot of things. For example, we, we watched Terminator Genesis followed by Terminator Dark Fate. So we did. like that's, yeah. that's accurate. So we don't always have the best taste. Uh no. and then we we usually watch three movies, sometimes two if we're tired. Uh <laughs> and so for our third movie that night, we watched Artemis Fowl. My God, did we ever. Yeah, and I think we watched it assuming we were going to cover a different movie this for we just watched. Yeah, we, yeah, there was a lot of stuff out this weekend. Obviously, Five Bloods came out, um, King of Staten Island. There, we actually had options this weekend, yeah, which was, Becky, we, we haven't had in a while. Yeah, and like good options. Yeah. Uh, but then we watched it and we were like, fuck. Uh and we kind of had to, you know, do the podcast about it. So we watched it again. Uh, yeah, we sure did. And that was difficult. Uh, t- t- Tom. Yes. How did you like Artemis Fowl? Um, this is... <laughs> My I mean, God. It's... <sighs> Where do you it even is, begin? It's a thoroughly baffle. It's, 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 it's bad in an astounding way. Um, it's it's terrible it's confusing it's it, the, the movie infamously had had was delayed for a year and and was reshot a bunch you can absolutely tell because characters appear and disappear <laughs> plot yes. lines are just then, shoehorned in with the sweatiest narration that niece character my god yeah yeah She's, i wrote that down she just she was clearly added in reshoots because yes. they're she'll just vanish for like 20 minutes but why because she doesn't do anything she, Ultimately, yeah, she doesn't she do does, anything this movie is fundamentally broken uh mm-hmm. but in a very in a way where i can't tell where it's broken necessarily um right fucking kenneth branagh like he's 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 a good director yes but not in this. No. Uh, for example, just starting from the top, the opening font and music looks like we're about to watch The Witch. Yeah. Uh, that's a choice. That's a choice that has nothing to do with shooting, like rec- like 
like shooting the film. That's a yeah. post-production choice. I don't know why they made that choice. And then it instantly goes to like born identity font. Yep. For like the location of the prison at the beginning. Yeah. I don't know why they made that choice. I don't know why they did that. That was a bad why, choice. I don't know why they did anything. Yeah. Um, do we want to try to figure out what the plot is? <laughs> so it, it's bookended. It's narrated, as you pointed out, as yeah. from Josh Gad as Mulch Diggums. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he clearly, yeah, he must have been a reshoot because he's there not just to explain who everybody is, uh, not just to explain what's happening, but to explain the motivations of yeah. the characters as well. Yeah, the biggest, the the most glaring example of that is the introduction of the the niece character, where it's like it shows the guy Dom Butler on on a cliff overlooking the sea, and it's Josh Gad going like, Dom knew that he needed someone special to help teach Artemis, but he didn't know how to reach Artemis. So it's like it's going through the, this character's internal conflict he's just explaining it to us and then he introduces this niece character who we then immediately see bring him a sandwich yep and then we don't see her again for 20 more minutes yep vanish i don't i still i still don't know why she was in the movie (laughs) i don't know like the the it my god when the house comes under siege by elves um and they have and they have that shootout on the front steps and then a very tense uh, negotiation of demands and he's shot like this device that's freezing time around them. It's beginning to malfunction. They just cut to her like standing on a lighthouse outside and like radio ba- radioing back to the to Artemis inside the house. Like everything looks clear. And I'm like, is she just out there in the middle of the, the elf war? Right. Like she has no reaction to what's happening? No. Like she, again, it would be one thing if like she clearly served some specific purpose. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, they needed to get the plot from A to B, so they needed to like shoehorn in this character, but she doesn't do anything. No, I. It seems like a producer was like, "It's for kids, so put more kids in it," and they're like, "Okay, I guess we can shoehorn in a second yeah. kid." Uh, yeah. Also, <laughs> why do the? Uh, they're not elves; they're fairies, Tom. Yes, right? Yeah, that that's right. They're fairies. I'm sorry. Why do they do that? Well, it, all right, all right, all right. Let's <laughs> just start. Okay, so yeah, Mulch is, Mulch is talking about. Uh, M- yeah, Mulch has Artemis been arrested for, for associating with Artemis Fowl Sr., who is Colin Farrell. Yeah, he's introduces this story like he's about to tell the legend of King Arthur. <laughs> he sure like, does. He's like, now is the story of Artemis Fowl, the most brilliant child. Or, so, you know, it's something like he's like a living legend. Yeah. Uh, and I guess that's the other point. Artemis Fowl doesn't do anything. No, he does nothing and he never leaves the house. The entire yeah. movie takes place in his house. Yes. Can't stress that one enough. The the, the world-ending MacGuffin, in his house. The yep. clues to his father's whereabouts, in his house. The ultimate battle for the fate of, <laughs> of both the fairy world and the human world, in his house. It's all in his house. He never leaves his house. <laughs> He also, for a genius, he can't figure out that there might be a safe behind a picture. That the, that whole oh god okay okay, <laughs> like okay that, we have to right, that have, whole that whole plot is like <laughs> trying to figure out his plan is well because they because he clearly originally wasn't 
Because yeah. you notice all the stuff of him saying it's all going according to plan is said either off screen or while his back is to the camera. You're right. While his reactions are he's surprised. Right. It's like like Josh Gad comes in in the narration and it's like this little did they know this was all according to their plan. He knew that fairies couldn't enter the house because of fairy law, a thing they never explain. They never explain fairy law and I still nope. don't understand it. It's it's kind of vampire rules but like in reverse, like if he invites them in as his as his guest, they can't hurt him. Right. Um but like that's never explained. They just say it and then everybody reacts to it. Like they start all grumbling about fairy law. We can't do that because it's fairy law. We don't know what it is. I'm glad that you guys all know on screen, but we don't know what the hell you're talking about. Right. But doesn't (laughs) that mean, Hmm. (laughs) it means that they could just break into his house. Well, they, they say that they can't, they can't break into his house while he's alive, but it's like, yeah, but that doesn't stop them from just blowing your house up. Yeah, I don't understand or, or, that. Or sending a troll in, which they do. Why don't... Why, though? Why can't they go to his house? It, when fairy he's law, bro. Fairy law. Uh, that's um, that's it. But like the, but he's so, outside of the house at one point. At one point, yes, he is. <laughs> also, we'll get into the freezing time. I, it seems like they used it the exact wrong way. Uh, yeah, I, I still don't understand how it works. Because so, when they, when they introduce it, they freeze. They deploy this time freezing thing because a troll gets loose in Italy, and it freezes everyone within the sphere. Yeah, and then the fa- the fairies come in. They easily handle the situation. And then when Artemis uh, creates a hostage situation. Mm-hmm. By the way, this movie when they call him a master criminal, we only see him do one crime, and it's terrorism. Yeah, it's uh, taking a hostage. Right, he does, he, yeah, that, I have that written down. At the very end, he's like, I'm Artemis Fowl, and I'm a criminal mastermind. It's yeah. like, you've done one crime, you kidnapped one person, and it wound up destroying your house. Yeah, and also Let's they- pump the brakes on mastermind. Right, they establish, like, that he, this is his first adventure, too. Yeah, yes. So it's not like he's been a criminal mastermind before this. No, he, in, in point of fact, is, is very resistant to the term criminal. Like, he's- Right. Gets, he gets very angry angry when the news is like says that his dad might be a criminal he's like no he's not a criminal he's my dad yeah he has to be like, dragged away from the tv yeah um so <sighs> let's talk about what the what the situation is um colin yeah. farrell is his dad yes he was raised telling him s- stories about um it's like irish it's irish folklore yeah fairies the, the, and banshees and that stuff God, there's so much. I'm looking at my notes. Mm-hmm. Um, but they, I want to get to Josh Cad calling out the Aculus. Uh, he, he, so the idea is there's this, there's this thing called the Aculus, and that's what Artemis Fowl is trying to get. And Carl Farrell gets kidnapped, and the bad guy uh, or girl, we don't know. We don't know. Um, we, they, they, uh, they say like I want the Aculus or I'll kill your dad. So that that's the MacGuffin, and I want to ex- I want to uh, call out a line that Josh Gad says at the beginning when he describes the Aculus. He describes it as quote a weapon so powerful and mysterious it can barely be imagined. And mm-hmm. I was like, wow, the writers just told on themselves so hard. Yeah, they just couldn't like, come up with anything. Yeah, that's literally what they're saying. Is they're yeah. like, it's such a powerful weapon that you can't really imagine it. <laughs> well, then, and then at the end of the 
at the end of the movie, they just sort of like Artemis just sort of offhand as they're wa- it's like a Aaron Sorkin walk and talk as they're walking down and in, into the study. Um, he just sort of very quickly explains that the uh, the aculus is the source of all magic. It's as important to them as the sun is to us. Yeah, they call it like a skeleton key yeah. of magic or something. They're so fucking vague about what this thing does. Right, uh, it, like it, it, they, they. She says some words, and it just teleports Colin Farrell. It's like, why does that work? And then it yeah. just teleports her back to the the fairy city. They yeah. just, they just. They clearly couldn't bother to come up with what this thing is. No, they really couldn't. So it opens to the most magical land ever, Ireland. A as kid on a surfboard. <laughs> yes, I, wa- I want to talk about the surfing because it opens with Artemis Fowl surfing. Yes. And there's opening credits. Mm-hmm. Now, if you're, you're introducing your character mm-hmm. and you want to introduce them in a way that sums them up. Indiana Jones's opening sequence. You know everything you need to know about him. And that opening sequence. Yeah. Uh, what about Artemis Fowl's surfing do we need to know? Yeah, because he just got done telling us that Artemis Fowl is this brilliant, uh, uh, just this, this, the, this all-time genius master planner, master criminal. And, he's, and he exists in, a, in the most magical place. Like, it's, it's loaded with magic. We're about to be dipped into this magic world. And they show us two minutes of a kid surfing. Yeah. He never surfs in the I movie. I don't know what that is. It doesn't it doesn't come into play what at all. What are you trying to tell me with this? The only thing it says is he's athletic. Yeah, and but his but his athleticism is never a point ever again. Exactly. That's the the surfing doesn't set anything up. No. He's just surfing. And in fact, it goes against everything else we know about him. Yeah. Like he, they introduce him as like, oh, he's he cloned a goat. He's so smart, and then they he, they have him pull like a Sherlock Holmes scene yeah. where he's in this weird glass office getting interviewed by either a therapist or a principal. I, I think, think it's, it's a principal. It's, it's a therapist because he mentions the only thing I don't right. Uh, he says like I don't see the point of these therapy sessions. Right, but it, it doesn't look like a therapist's office. No, because um, it's it's a glass wall and there's people waiting right outside. It's like, right. wow, this is like the opposite of what therapy is supposed to be. Yeah, there's like there's like eight people in the waiting room. Mm-hmm. So that implies principle to me. I think he calls him doctor. Yeah, I know. I know he does. <laughs> I'm just wondering if they like originally shot it one way and then they made it another. Maybe, I don't know. yeah, maybe. Or they just don't know what therapists' offices are like. Um, but they, yeah. they, they're like, you're a genius. He's like a prickly genius. So yeah. it's like, but he also like goes surfing, right? And then he like he like skateboards home on this weird unicycle, right? On it's the like, like what the scooter. are you trying to tell? Like the kid behaves. He's very rigid and he's a prick. Like in every yeah. scene, but then we see him, we see him like like unicycling back home and surfing. It's like what the fuck is this kid? Right. Yeah. Again, also he's a prick, so we don't like him ever in the movie. No, he is a bad character. Yeah. Yeah. Um. My God. Mulch explains that his father that they are thieves. Mm-hmm. And he was taught about mystical creatures, and then his dad believes it. He he again. He explains the character nuances that we don't see on the screen. Yes. Uh, and then yeah, Colin Farrell disappears. Um, uh, we ex- we then we meet the butler, like uh, named Butler. And then the first clue is that his dad read him a poem before he went to bed. Mm-hmm. 
and it feels at this point the movie starts start is starting to feel like a kid playing like a, a playground game and then making up rules yes because it's like oh but uh, oh my dad told me this poem and it's like did he like you could have shown that you could have shown did. it the dad bring does he like put him yeah. to sleep oh yes. okay yeah okay never mind yeah, he says, back. he says the poem to him before he leaves, and then the next morning is when he's disappeared, and he throws oh, that yeah. tantrum in the kitchen, yeah. Okay. But my favorite part about that scene is that the the, the uh, butler, not the butler, there's a very clearly, say on, his name is Butler. His name is... Dom Butler. Dom Butler. So they introduce Dom walking into the kitchen to calm him down. We don't know who he is yet. No, I thought he was the villain because they yeah. show him like on the phone being like, yeah, I, haven't, yeah. I haven't sent any. Are you sure? We'll send our men. And it, he's like, looks sneaky. Uh, and I thought like, oh, is this the bad guy? Right. And then, he, yeah, and then we see him in the kitchen. And then Josh Gad comes in and explains who he, who his character is. It's like he's Artemis's bodyguard. And, and, um, and it's like this really goofy shot of him walking outside with kendo stick on his arm and sunglasses. And he just walks to the end of the driveway and stands there. And then it cuts right. right and then it cuts right back into the kitchen scene. <laughs> so yeah. it's like this. Oh, there's so much of that. <laughs> um, the one that I really, okay. Skipping ahead a little, the one that really fucking, uh, uh, so, okay. So well, I guess we'll get to it. We'll get to it. Um, there's a lot of editing shots where the continuity is just fucked. Oh yeah, but there's one. Need, we don't need to. We don't need to cover the plot in detail. I'm not. In, I'm really not interested in doing that. Okay. I would, okay. I would rather just talk about the stupid well, bullshit. I, that the doesn't problem make sense. is, I have notes for like every moment. <laughs> That's why I'm like, like the, his character. Then there's like the jailed. Okay, this is this is in the this is the, the most baffling the character. Well, first they. We have to explain that the, this. How many minutes are we in? Like twenty minutes? Uh, maybe I don't know. And then the movie just cuts to the underground el- uh, fairy world, and he Yee. says, "But as Ar- Artemis will soon find out, there's a whole world of fairies, and we're going to show you it before he learns it." Yeah. And the movie just takes this right turn. I thought into this world of mulch diggums. Most diggums, and the uh, fairies. Yeah, the uh, officer Holly Short, who has the other main story of the film. Yeah, maybe they should have started there. I don't know. <laughs> I think he should have learned because all right. What ultimately happens is Mulch, not Mulch. Artemis needs to get the the goddamn the whatever Aculus. it's called, Aculus. And he he's like, I know it's in this house, so I have a plan. Mm-hmm. And his plan, and this was the point where I was like, when we watched it the first time, we were talking over it, so I got to actually hear the plan this time. Mm-hmm. He never the, explains it. Well, the plan is there's an oak tree near his yeah. house. Oh, where yeah. His oh, yeah. Dad yeah, yeah. yeah. once the- saw a fairy. <laughs> so his plan is to, is to park Dom there and just watch. Yep. Wait for a fairy. And what we don't know is in his master plan, at least in this version of the movie, the idea is to capture a fairy, and then he knows that the fairies will send more fairies to negotiate the release of this fairy. He's going to take a fairy hostage, mm-hmm. and he apparently knows that the other fairies will show up, and he knows that by fairy law, they won't be able to uh, enter, go in. enter his house once he's invited them. So he knows that they'll get a dwarf. I don't know why he knows they'll get a dwarf. But he says, oh, okay, so I kidnap this fairy. The other fairies will come. They'll do a hostage negotiation. 
uh, and they'll 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 get a dwarf, mm-hmm. and they'll make the dwarf come into my home, and the dwarf will find the aculus naturally because dwarves like gold. Yeah, that's um, the plan. That's his plan. He never says the dwarf portion of it. We never see him say that part of the plan. No. And when Mulch actually appears in his house, he is surprised. And he yes. asks Dom, what is it? And then yes. Dom tells him it appears to be a dwarf. And then we hear Artemis say, uh, what is clearly ADR, it says, just as I planned. Right. There's also narration. The, uh, the, the, yeah, the only time Mulch we hear... says, like, what, uh, this is all, but this is all part of his plan. Yeah. He, he knew about dwarves and their greed or something like yeah, that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're really plugging it in. And... Yeah, it's yeah. Um but what I wanted to get to is um when so there's a scene where uh the where Butler Butler is outside in camo mm-hmm. and he's waiting for the fairy by the oak tree. Yes. Um then they show the fairy having her adventure getting the the troll. And the the idea is it's pure coincidence she gets to the right. oak tree. Right. She just happens to go to the oak tree because yeah. the the fairy that uh, Artemis's dad met was her dad and he has since been killed um, right. and everybody thinks he's a traitor because he took the Aculus so the genius Artemis his plan doesn't make any sense it just works by pure luck right it's impossible um, so they it's, show it's, it's impossible for him to yeah. have planned everything to happen the way it does because most of it happens by chance yes there's a lot of how look how smart he is he at one point he has to be saved because he stands under a troll that's falling fucking he also, genius artemis foul. that's that's after when the troll is catapulted into the house he gets knocked to the ground because he's just standing there right he's a real fucking idiot yeah, um, they, it's like they they had a cut of the movie and then they watched it and then they realized they kept having all of these characters say how smart he was and he doesn't actually do anything intelligent. Right. So um, the fairy. Went, you, you, oh, hold you, on. You, you you breezed past the the troll scene when they capture the troll. Okay, I just wanted to, on the subject of editing. Mm-hmm. So she does the troll scene, which we'll have, yeah, to definitely talk to about. They show her flying, and she's like, "I got to find out what happened to my father." Um, then. They cut to um, Artemis, and he's sitting in his basement reading his father's diary, like in his suit or something. Mm. Yeah. Then hard cut to the fairy arriving at the tree, Mm -hmm. and then they cut to Butler, and Artemis is right there in full SWAT outfit. Yep. With, like, it's stuff like that, where it's like, wasn't he just in the basement dressed completely differently? Yeah. A shot earlier? Like, it's that sort of shit in this movie, where it's just like, it it is broken. The scene where he comes up to her in the cage and takes off his sunglasses and they bond, they inexplicably bond immediately. When he says, my father's been kidnapped, I needed to get him back. She's like, well, my father's dead. And then he immediately takes off his sunglasses and they bond. Um, yeah. there's a there's a scene like a couple of scenes later where it's the exact same shot of him walking uh, of, <laughs> of him sta- I'm sorry there is the exact same shot of him standing in front of the cage and it's clear it's from the same conversation right they just they just wanted to push because he at the end of the scene he lets her out of the cage but it's like clearly they wanted to push that back a little bit so they they begin that scene with him walking into the kitchen saying it's all going according to plan and then taking his sunglasses off before he gets to the cage uh, so it's like he walked into the room with his sunglasses on just so he could take them off right and it's because they wanted to match that he's already taken his glasses off in the previous scene which this was clearly part of and they just had to film something really quickly to show him entering the room again so that they yeah. be oh no it's a totally different scene 
Um, <sighs> so about the troll. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they um they send her out by herself to uh, catch this troll because Judy Dench has dispatched um every all personnel to go search for the Aculus. Okay. Um, so she goes by herself to find this troll, traps the troll with a time capsule, which for some reason here freezes everyone within it. But when they launch it over Artemis's house, it doesn't appear to do anything. You know, it freezes the rest of the world. Ah, <laughs> that's what I was saying. That's what's so crazy is that they're like, all right, in this case, we put the time, whatever over it. We freeze everything within it, and then the fairies go in, and we fix everything. Yeah. And then when there's a hostage situation, they say, okay, here's what we're going to do. We're going to put the dome over, freeze everything else, and then have this big ordeal in the dome. And it's like, why? why? And the only, the only reason they're negotiating with Artemis is because he keeps saying, I'll expose your existence to the world. It's like, okay, how? How? Are you going to go on the internet, 12-year-old boy, well, and they, start talking about fairies? They literally show the troll scene. As far as I can tell, the only purpose of the troll scene is to undermine the plot. Because <laughs> yeah. it shows that they wipe memories, too. Yes. They have men in black things. So what are they, why can't they just freeze Artemis's house, mm-hmm. take the fairy, wipe the memories, and leave? And at one Be- point, Judy Dench says something like, I have to talk to this kid. And I thought like, oh, okay, is the kid important? And then later they're like, I don't care who this kid is. Yeah. It <laughs> and does, so it's like, yeah. okay, he's not special to them. It doesn't they make any sense. <laughs> yeah. I thought maybe they knew he had the Aculus, but they don't. No, they have no uh, idea he has it. He's just some kid. Yeah. Uh, is the idea. Um, so yeah, I don't know why they do that. Because they, it's a bad script. <laughs> and then they they act they also are like they send in the troll and they keep well, doing this stuff where they're like we're we're gonna negotiate and stuff but the first thing they do is attack him the first thing they do is they put the dome over and they send an army and they have to fight them off well it's yeah it's she says don't hurt them just scare them and then they pull out oh. their elf gun and for some reason the two of them with a single elf gun are able to physically defeat an entire a platoon of fairy soldiers yes with their own fucking each fairy one, guns right each one of them has a laser gun and they've and not, never and not used... just one to share between right like how does he know how it works because if you notice in the hallway they spend i don't know 15 seconds looking at it and going cool yeah yep yeah all right so the troll scene <laughs> when they capture the troll they send right. her there by herself um, she handily defeats the troll. This will be important later. Yes, it will. <laughs> <laughs> she kicks the troll's ass, kind of. Easily. No problems. Um, and then once she's once they, she has it caught in the... Um, and she doesn't even do the time freeze thingy. Yep. Like, uh, Judy Dent also- shoots, the, t- shoots the time freeze thing. As soon as the troll is frozen and all the people within are frozen, Judy Dent says, send in the retrieval team. And a whole other team of fairies arrives within seconds, cleans everything up, and wipes everyone's memory. So it's like... W- <laughs> They sent her. They, she, Judy, Dench, Judy Dench says specifically that they're sending her alone because all the other personnel is out looking for the Aculus. And then <laughs> she says, "Send in this retrieval team," and it's just a bunch of other fairy soldiers. And it's like a hundred of them. Yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> so the so kind why of the movie. Fuck did you send her by herself in the first place? I mean, that's the kind of movie we're dealing with. Is that they they're starting from results. 
So some producer was like, we want to show how badass, let's get a badass scene in here where she takes on a troll. Mm -hmm. And so they do that. And then in the writing process, they're like, oh, but how do we take care of all these people? Oh, they wipe people's memories and stuff. Let's have them do like a memory wipes. And it's like, okay, so it's like a montage of her going around doing all this. Like, no, that's too, that takes too much time. Yeah. (laughs) Just send in a bunch of other fairies. And it's like, okay, yeah, that's fine. Moving on. Like, that's it. And it's uh, when they get when um they get word that she's been kidnapped because she drops off their radar or whatever. Judy Dench, once again for the second time in as many minutes, says, "Get all personnel." <laughs> right, and they send an army. <laughs> yeah. Like a fucking. How is she going to clear her father's name? By the way, because she goes rogue, and they're like, "Where are you going?" And she's like, "To clear my father's name before she gets kidnapped." Right. She just goes father... to the. She just goes to the oak tree where he fucking was killed, I guess, or disappeared. Yeah. Their father was hung out with Colin Farrell and gave mm-hmm. him the aculus to keep it away from the evil whatever, mm-hmm. uh, who then kidnaps Colin Farrell and wants yeah. the aculus. Yeah. And the father's dead, and they think the father is a traitor because he stole the aculus from the fairies, mm-hmm. but he did it to protect, which I don't understand why they... That doesn't make any sense whatsoever, especially especially later on when Artemis explains that it's the source of all magic and it's important to them as it was the sun. It's like, okay, so what, like they show it at the end where they lock it up in this huge safe, and I'm like, why wasn't it in that already? Well, that's what I couldn't understand, Yeah is at the end, they have another 80-yard line where Mm. she says, now that we know the dangers, it's safe. And it's like, well, it was like the most valuable thing you had. Yeah. Was it, wouldn't the danger be, yes, someone could steal it? Right, it's literally the cornerstone of your entire society. Yeah. Um, Were you just keeping it under a mattress? Right. Was it just out? Like, so you have a, a fairy who steals it to keep it safe. And in, to, in order to keep it safe, he gives it to Colin Farrell, who was then immediately kidnapped. Yeah. It's like, it doesn't seem like this made it any safer. <laughs> like, it seems yeah. like it really put it in jeopardy. It's just in a safe in some guy's house <laughs> that Josh Gad uh, breaks into in 40 seconds. Yeah. <laughs> like, and he just, he doesn't, he just instinctually finds it instinctively. Yeah. You, using his fucking, his... His his avarice his powers, power. yeah, yeah, his powers of greed. God, there's um, so many fucking details. There's a uh, this plot line was clearly added in reshoots, but there's this uh, kind of like weenie, like this wiener commander who's just like constantly undermining Judy Dench. It made me feel like there was a se- this was a sequel when they introduced him because it felt like we were supposed to know who he we're was. Supposed to know who he was, yeah. So they introduce him laying in a jail cell, and the bad guy comes in and it explains that he's been arrested and court-martialed and everything. And it's like, but I've convinced them to release you because um, I have people on the inside or whatever. And then you're gonna come. We're, we're gonna you're gonna be my spy within the military. Um, so the next time we see this character, he's just he just strolls into the war room with all the authority of a general. He's higher rank than Judy Dench. No one questions it. No one questions him. No one mentions, hey, weren't you court-martialed and in jail earlier today? Yeah. Um, How are you here? It's, it's like the weirdest decision. Because in the, in the end, he, like, he, he pulls the, the fucking Agent Johnson shit from Die Hard. And it's like, I'm taking command. And he takes over and, and unleashes the troll in Artemis' house. And it's but like... It, it doesn't really matter 
because right. he immediately it's it they don't spend enough time on one idea long mm-hmm. enough for us to care so he's like yeah i'm the weenie i'm taking control and then like i don't know 10 minutes later they're like we're relieved and then that's it and it's like well he didn't do he, all he does is and there's no consequences they send in the troll it yeah. kills butler and then they unkill butler so nothing matters and it's like not a big part of the the story yeah i had and they add like two scenes there's one real there's one real jarring one it's like in the middle of this um melee or whatever this battle that they're having at artemis's house um it's it cuts to a scene of um this weenie guy off in the woods by himself wearing a completely different outfit yeah uh, talking over the radio to the bad guy who's like you need to keep spying <laughs> and, yep. then, and then it cuts to him walking up to Judy Dench and taking command in a completely different outfit. <laughs> yep, like, it's a real problem. Like I'm serious. Like in, in the in the in the he's compl- he's conspicuously by himself, leaning against a tree. He's not wearing a hat. He's not wearing this little <laughs> ascot thing that he's wearing normally. Right. Um, I think his whole. Of- I think his clothes are a different color. And then in the very next shot, he's wearing a hat. He's wearing the ascot. He's in the full green uniform of all the other elves. It's like, it's like Bush League mistakes. It's Bush League. <laughs> it's real the Bush shit, League. It's like, I, I, I'm waiting for like a Hearts of Darkness documentary about the making of this I want to know everything where about they're all this just on, like They're on amphetamines and acid and yeah. like, and like they, they like had freakouts. Artemis, the kid who played Artemis, like got drunk and broke, like smashed his hotel room mm-hmm. and like, like it, I'm just waiting for like the utter disaster that was this film. And speaking of Apocalypse Now, we haven't mentioned that Judy Dench. I think Abe, who was watching it, made the comparison. She brandos this movie. She really does. She, all right. So people who haven't watched it, Judy Dench is in this movie and she doesn't move for most of the movie. Right. They put her on electronic scooter at first. So she scoots around. Most of her scenes, she'll like, they'll like open a door and she'll be standing there and then they'll cut to her somewhere else. Um, she's either sitting um, or standing on a scooter in what is clearly like a green screen area. Mm-hmm. Uh, she does not give a shit. Like she doesn't, she doesn't give her and Colin Farrell. Because mm-hmm. Colin Farrell, Colin Farrell is also dressed like he's on his way from somewhere. Yeah. Like Colin Farrell <laughs> is dressed like. He's going to a party after this. <laughs> uh, they could not. They could not care at all. I mean, they, yeah, they they clearly had them in locations. Um, yeah, but like they were yeah. contained. Yeah, uh, Colin Farrell much more so. As Judy Dench uh, was clearly part of the cast originally. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We only ever see Colin Farrell in like three different rooms and outside of the house. Yeah. Um, man. Yeah, there's a scene where he's just walking with Artemis, and they're yep. just like, yeah. Um, <clears throat> I need to talk about the narration about yes. the the. Okay, so they arrested. <sighs> Actually, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so the ending of the movie reveals because it's terrible. So mm-hmm. they 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 find the Aculus because the dwarf finds it and then and then they use it. They scare off. I don't. I still don't understand why all the fairies go away. Uh, the time thing is collapsing. Okay, but why so, does that matter? So, so like, send another one. 
Yeah. That's the other thing. They keep having these. They keep just sending them. Yeah. It's like we know you guys have more than one of these. Yeah. Like it's just a thing you use. It's just a weapon they use. But they, they're like, it's collapsing. Go. And they all run off like it's about to go off like a nuke. And then it doesn't do anything. Yeah. It does nothing. It just goes pee. And like, it, and then that's it. Yeah. Uh, didn't understand that. Nope. But they fuck off, and then they um, use the Aculus and bring back Colin Farrell for some reason. Yeah. And then, Don't understand how that works. Yeah, and then the fairy goes away, and she gets promoted, and they have this scene where she, like, everybody applauds for her. Yeah. And she's like, oh, here we go. and Or, like, this is for you, Dad, or something. But, yeah. like, they never they never made her, like, an outcast or anything, so there was nothing significant about that. No. She just walks in, everybody claps, and I was like, all right. Uh, and then Mulch is like, at the end, and we haven't even talked about his digging. I've been saving that. <laughs> yeah, really, really savoring that. Yeah. And I guess we have to now, because, so Mulch has been sitting in prison in this weird, like, Sealand style, like, Nicholas Cage face-off face prison. Yeah. yeah, that's in the ocean. And because it's being conducted, it's like an interrogation. It's in black and white for some insane reason. Yeah, we don't um, know who's really conducting it. Yeah, we never see the. the it's a, we only ever see the back of the person behind a row of of computer uh, of uh, consoles, not consoles. Right, because they didn't know. Screens. They didn't know yeah. who was doing this. So it's like most of his narration is just him looking directly at the camera. Yeah, as you pointed out the first time we were watching it, at one point he says like welcome ladies and gentlemen to and it's like i thought you were being interrogated right why are you saying ladies and gentlemen right. are you're you talk talking to us you're talking to one guy yeah <laughs> like <laughs> um but i don't understand what that guy knows because at the very end it's revealed then that this is all part of the, artemis's master plan he he orchestrated mulch diggums getting arrested so he could tell the story and then they break him out at the end Mm -hmm. halfway th uh, so at the end he's like what do you think of the story and they're like and they're like it's hogwash like yeah. uh, this is fairy tales um i want to point out earlier he says he's gonna take a he says he's gonna take a fairy hostage in the narration and they cut back to him and the guy asks him uh you expect us to believe he did something that dangerous and yep. it's like what yeah. I thought he's talking about fairies. Like, do you do you believe in fairies or do you not? Right. Do you know about the fairy world or do you not? Right. Because what the normal reply would be is fairies. That's bullshit. I'm sorry. He took a what hostage to get into yeah. a, a war with the under the secret subterranean world of fairies. Right. <laughs> It's but like, then, no, you expect us to believe he would do something that dangerous. It's like the movie had to keep reminding us how awesome Artemis Fowl is because we never see him do anything awesome. Exactly. There's a lot. Of, it's everybody is his hype man. Everybody yeah. is trying to hype him up because he's just a lump of crap with yeah. glasses. <laughs> yeah. He's a real piece of shit. Yeah. Um, Fuck this fucking kid. Yeah. But then at the end, he's like, I don't believe any of this. And so Josh Gad, the first thing he does is he removes his hair. He, he brushes his hair aside to reveal he has elf ears. Mm -hmm. Now, I have to imagine when they arrested him, they searched him and stuff. Yeah. Uh, but they apparently have just noticed this. And the guy immediately says, alert the guards. Yep. Which I thought was very funny. Because yeah, elf ears funny. are not a threat. No. And then he unhinges his jaw and pulls out a tracking device the size of my fist. 
Yes. And it's like, the kid built it himself. Pretty impressive, huh? I'm like, no, actually, it's not. You know, we have tracking devices now that are much smaller than a fist. Yeah, that you wouldn't have to unhinge your jaw. You wouldn't have to swallow them like a fucking cobra. All right, let's talk about his jaw. Um, <laughs> let's, let's back up. Uh, so Mulch Diggums is an expert digger. He's a dwarf, he, yeah. A dwarf, and he, he digs. That's his thing. Uh, and they keep they talk about it a few times, but I never thought about it. When I hear a dwarf is a digger, I think of Lord of the Rings where they have the mines. Yeah. I thought like, oh, they're good at that industry. They're good at mining, you know? Yeah, and they that, typically live in caves and underground and shit. Right. So first, uh, so watching this movie, that's kind of what I expected. I thought they meant he's a good miner. He's, you know, this is his trade. I would have never guessed what happens. <laughs> <laughs> Which is that when Judy Dench, when they first bring Mulch over and they're like, we need you to get into the house. He goes, no problem. And he's like casually slapping his cheeks. Mm-hmm. And then his like jaw just starts stretching. And you're like, is this me? Am I having a stroke? <laughs> Uh, and then he horrifically pulls his jaw open. The worst part, in my opinion, is that he has to stuff his fingers in his mouth and pull it open. Yeah. He can't just do it. He has to yank his jaw open and dislocate it. Yeah. Um, and he yanks his jaw open to a nightmarish degree, like something Pennywise would do. Yes. Uh, showing this monster teeth. Mm-hmm. And then he looks at the ground and he just starts eating the dirt. Yeah, he says it's feeding time. That's the worst thing you could say. <laughs> That's the worst possible thing he could have said. Yep. And then, like a wood chipper, dirt just fires out of his anus. <laughs> it hits a guy. Yep, it, it, it douses a fairy. Um, it just suddenly cuts to a shot from him down on all fours from behind, and he's all of a sudden in his boxer shorts. <laughs> And dirt just erupts from his asshole. Erupts. (laughs) Erupts and immediately. I can't stress it enough. Immediately. It's instant. He's just human centipeding that shit straight through his body. Yes. Erupts. Like a fountain of dirt coming straight out of his asshole. A crew of thousands with a budget of $125 million came together to create that image. I can't fucking believe it. And not a single person said, maybe we don't do this. Maybe don't do this. Yeah, I understand, maybe that's, have him do I understand magic. that's in the books, but maybe we don't adapt this part. Right. Also, they keep talking about magic. Everything is very unmagical. Right. The, to the, the point the, that the, him burrowing is this. He's like yeah. a weird worm. Yeah. Like he could have magicked the dirt away, but no. Right, they keep referencing magic, and at one point they like disable all the magic in the house, so she's barely able to save Dom Butler. But like, it's 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 extremely unclear what is actually magic and what's just their technology. That's what's so weird about this movie is that they have a unique perspective, which is that it's this futuristic world of elves and dwarves, and almost all their magic is tech based. Like her wings are tech. Her, her wings are just a backpack. Right. Like, she doesn't actually um, have wings. The time thing is a tech. The mind erasers is tech. They, the, the gun's a tech. Yeah. So you think that would be the hook of the movie. They never mention it. Nope. 
Artemis doesn't say, isn't it, that's so weird that you're like dressed like this. No one mentions it. No one's surprised by it. They see her and they're like, it's a fairy. That's what fairies are. And it's like, but that's not what a fairy is. She mm-hmm. doesn't look like a fairy. She looks like uh, the wasp. Yeah. She like, looks like a fucking astronaut. Yeah. <laughs> it's so weird. But no one mentions it. They're just like, it's the magical world of these fairies and it's like but it's not magical (laughs) yeah nothing about it is magic they keep talking about it like it's magic and it's like but i see your backpack it's like they don't think we realize it's like they think we don't realize it's magic or or it's technology like look at all this magic you're carrying a gun yeah it's like they are trying to trick us, the audience, into thinking it's magic. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I don't understand why no one brings it up. Yeah. Not a single... Artemis sees her and doesn't think anything of it. He's just like, yeah, those are fairies. And even the magic itself, like they say, jam the magic in the house and this little light on her suit turns red. So right. it's like, it's, and the only magic we see her do is healing somebody, but it's like, it seems like that's also technology. Yeah. Because how could it's you a, jam you a, the signal of magic and it would like a light on her suit would go off? Like, yeah. I, <sighs> it's, yeah, it's all does, fucked up. Doesn't make any sense. Doesn't make any sense. Um, I have another question. Sure. About the overall thing. What is Mulch's al- allegiance? Who knows? Mulch, Mulch breaks into the house. He, they sent him into the house to, to get the the fairy out but right. he immediately just goes to the safe and picks it and then artemis and then shows like, up with the fairy and they're like ah oh, we found the aculus and then he's just with them yeah they say like we can't tell the fairies this and he's like well i'm wearing a wire like he's like they know already and he shows his eye mm-hmm. and so he's immediately on their side yeah uh to the point that at the very end when they break him out with Colin Farrell flying the helicopter, looking like he does not want to be there. Uh, um, Mulch yells out, I think it might be the last line, he says, I love my job. Yep. And I was like, wait, are you getting paid? <laughs> when did you guys work this arrangement out? Yeah, what is your job? What are you guys... And they all fly into the sunset like we have work to do. Well, and then and they- it's like, what are you guys going to do i have no Take idea more hostages and and the fairy she's flying beside them even though we just saw her get a whole team of people and judy dench is like i want you to investigate all the people that your father named on his list but right now she's up on the surface just flying around with Artemis. is she gonna help investigate that way I she has know. a team of people this <laughs> whole team of fucking fairies they're like trying to do a superhero thing or something yeah also like They've, I think they've known Mulch for maybe five hours. Maybe. Um, not sure why they're bringing him into their organization. Also, like the, all the news coverage that was like, they've arrested a known associate, Mulch Dickums. And it's like... Do they say a known associate? I believe so, yeah. Uh, but it's like, were, how was he... At, like, were you monitoring it? Do you have like photographs of them meeting in secret? <laughs> like, I don't what? understand why the news is involved in any yeah, of Yeah, in any of it, yeah. Yeah. Uh, because it's like he disappears and then it, it it's un, I can't stress how unrelated it is but his disappearance is on the news and then they're just saying but it's come to light some that he's actually this big thief I'm like come to light how right he vanished off a boat right like, how, how would they know that because the only evidence is his weird basement 
his parasite basement, like yeah. wine basement. Yeah. That uh, that like they show Artemis with yeah. all the evidence. So no, the police haven't seen that. No. So it's it, it's it, like they act like it. Ex- his disappearance explains this media frenzy, but it's like why? It's completely yeah. unrelated. Why does that have anything to do with he might have stolen these things? Like, what evidence do they have? You know what would have helped is showing that he was a thief. Yeah. <laughs> they just have the news say it. Yep. Like, you know how you, you start this movie with Artemis Fowl at school or something, and they show that he's quirky and whatever. He does something. He pulls some sort of Goonies shit, you know? And he's, like, smart and awkward. You know, he gets picked on. You show it from that. He's not an asshole. Uh, he goes home, and then he's like, Dad, Dad's back. Like, no, he goes home, he sees the butler. And we show that they have a relationship. And then he's like, your dad's coming home tonight, you know, but he wants you in bed. And then he and then he hears his dad get up at night, right? Mm-hmm. His dad comes home, and he's like, Dad, his dad clearly is hiding, like, thieves' tools. You know, like, oh, hey, hey, what is it, Artemis? Yeah. Uh, and then they have a heartfelt thing. And then he says, I'll put you to bed. And he reads in the poem. The kid goes to sleep. He wakes up. His dad's gone. There. Yeah. I just wrote I just wrote your first 10 minutes, Artemis Fowl. <laughs> and, then, and then what happens is you slowly introduce the world from there. Mm-hmm. You never show the elf the fairy city. You never show the fairy city. You show something like, you do something where it's like mulch is there, before this and he's trying like he mulch is like the haggard he meets mulch before anything else mulch is trying to get steel from him or something yeah um maybe then they go on an adventure to the fairy city mm-hmm. so he sees it that way you know or he, or like, he takes could, him there or he could he could just ha- he could um run into the fairy who's up there looking for her dad and then yes like, hey, and my he dad- catches yeah. He catches the fairy, and then it's like this cute scene of like, "Let me go," and he's like, "I want to know what you're what you're doing," mm-hmm. and then he lets her go. Yeah, and then they go to the fairy city. Yeah, it's like so weird to have for a lot of reasons, but it, the story's a mess. But it's it's very strange to have Josh Gad be the one narrating it when his character witnesses maybe five percent of the film. That's the other thing is he knows things that he shouldn't know including right. the motivations of characters yep uh yeah it's just it's this is basic mm-hmm. like they're tr- you can tell they're they're trying to make a next harry potter right yeah and it's like well if you're gonna do that if you're gonna rip it off you might as well rip off what made the plot work too yeah uh and just have it as this young smart boy is like like i gotta find my dad and she's like i gotta you know clear my dad's name let's go on an adventure together and then they go on a fucking adventure together yeah and they leave the house they leave the house right it would be so great if he actually had to leave his house yes leave your house to discover any of the information like the fucking MacGuffin is in his house i can't okay i we i don't think we've stressed this enough there's a part where he's like we have to find this i know it's in the house they don't do like i would have accepted a montage of them looking under pillows right but it's they just him sitting them... in front of a computer yeah and he's like I, I don't know where it is and it's like try looking in the house that you're in yeah and then mulch goes in he finds it in within 10 seconds of getting in the house he finds it mm-hmm. underneath a painting of colin farrell yep. that is in the brightly lit hallway it's not in the basement 
not in where Colin Farrell keeps his secrets for some reason. He decided to keep it in his hallway safe on like the second floor. Yep. Like that shit isn't even safe during a hurricane. <laughs> right. And they're live by the sea. You yeah. know, like keep that shit. And it's 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 so it's so bad. Yeah, it's yeah. The movie is like I said at the beginning, this is astoundingly bad. It's so broken. Yeah. It makes very little sense. It's fascinating. Yeah. to me yep because oh, i'm man. not sure what the reshoots exactly did i don't know i don't know fuck <laughs> <sighs> why did they freeze the t- why did i don't know man do you have any other thoughts here no it's just a real piece of shit and i never want to watch it again i never want to watch it again. <laughs> it's a it's a it's a garbage fucking movie yeah it's <laughs> my god Kenneth, (laughs) Kenneth, you should be ashamed of yourself. I'm not sure what happened here. (laughs) I don't know if it's Kenneth's fault, but there's, it's just like, I, my fucking God. Yeah. Holy (sighs) shit. Watch it. Don't watch it. Don't watch it. (sighs) Don't watch it. It's on on Disney plus. Go on living your life. (laughs) Yeah. If you, if you find bad movies fascinating, like it's a really bad movie. I'm trying to think of other movies we did that were fundamentally broken. Because I know there are a few that we did where we're like, oh, they clearly didn't film this. Um, like there were reshoots. We didn't talk about, we didn't cover the snowman. That was We before. didn't. That's, that's a but historically that's a, that's broken a, film. Yeah, yeah, that's the one that immediately comes to mind. <laughs> yeah, I feel like we had one where we're like, it wasn't a wrinkle in time. It was, it was like, maybe it was on Best Bad Movie. I don't know. It's, you know. Yeah, this is I like, don't know. I would compare this to Master of Disguise in terms of level of nonsense. In terms of level of body horror and nonsense plot that doesn't yeah, make any stu- sense. Stuff that just doesn't connect. Yeah. The yeah con- it's, there's, there's no continuity in this movie. There's a lot of lines that are like they're saying very specific things that don't that sound awkward. But you can tell they were like, we have to get this information in here somewhere. Doesn't mm. matter who says it even. <laughs> we just need to like, it's that where they were like zero hour trying to rescue the plot of this movie mm-hmm. and you can see those efforts you can see them the adr you can see the the, the narration where it's like they knew their movie was bad and yeah. they tried at the last minute to fix it but it was like it was like taping together a broken vase you know yeah, exactly yeah this is a fucking mess yeah it's a real real garbage fire <sighs> It's like it's like a train wreck if the train crashed into a dumpster that was on fire. Yes. Exactly. Yep. It's exactly that. It is exactly that. Oh my god. <sighs> well, <laughs> we have a we have a Patreon. We do. Yeah. <laughs> uh patreon.com/gamefullyunemployed. We have exclusive podcasts there like Tom and Jeff watch Batman and Fox Bowler is a maniac. And yeah, if you, if you subscribe to the right tier, you could have watched in real time me and Tom and some other folk just uh, having a meltdown. Yeah. Having a fucking meltdown watching this movie for the first time. Yeah. It's a real nightmare factory. (laughs) It's a real like yelling out. What? I think, um, you know, it's a movie. It's strange. Magic had that too. (laughs) George Lucas's Strange Magic. It sure did. That was another one where it was like, wait, that's what's happening? <laughs> what that's the fuck that's is the this? ending? Yeah, it's it's yeah, it's like oh what the gosh. fuck am I seeing? What is yeah. happening? Oh, what a 
Um, I screamed when we watched Mulch like do that thing. <laughs> that that, that shit. was yeah. You know the scene in you know the scene in Signs when Joaquin Phoenix is watching the alien tape. Yeah, and he's like, oh, oh, like it was that. It was like disturbed, like like just noises coming out of our yeah. mouths. Yeah, it was. Man, uh, our voices were raised at several points. Yeah, <laughs> watching this movie. Holy shit. Oh my god. Uh, we also have a store, tvlovic.com slash store slash gameplay unemployed. Um, we got t-shirts and stuff. Check it out yeah. if you want. Or not. If you can afford Whatever. it. Yep. It's your life. We're, it's your fucking life. Yeah, man. We can't, we don't, we're, we're not, we, we don't own you. We don't tell you what to do. Yeah, we can't control your minds like fairies do, apparently. Uh-huh. Like fairies uh, do. A, a power that, exact, that exactly one fairy attempts exactly one time. When her eyes turn into the same eyes that Toombs has in the X Files, <laughs> she's a there. She's a horror show in that moment. <laughs> what the fuck movie? Yep. Oh my god, Artemis, Artemis Fowl, fucking Artemis Fowl, eat my shit. <laughs> <laughs>